Welcome to Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker, and welcome back to our guest, Kip Watson. So Kip is um, back as a guest with us again. You are a mental skills coach, and here's what we're talking about today and why Kip is the one to talk to us about it. So she is a sports psychology professional, a licensed counselor, and she made a fascinating list about the lies about mental health and the truths that help create mental and emotional stability. So I'm excited to jump in. And I am too. Thanks for doing I'm, this with me. Well, you're more than welcome. I'm glad to get this out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw you posting this list. I will refer to your list um, that I saw on Instagram. It's probably in other places. You can tell us that too. But um, I will include that in the show notes so the audience can go find it and see more detail also because we're not gonna we're not gonna cover everything here but I do want to run down this list of top 10 yeah like lies about what you see I think in your office so I guess right. tell us a little about what this is first well I I created it because what I was starting to see just repetition over and over and over again of people coming into my office and what I call hanging their emotional stability on what I would call a, a lie, a lie that they believe. And so um, so I created a top 10 list of the most common ones I see and why they're so damaging. And then kind of a little bit of a nugget of what you know what you can do about what it. What to do about it, right? Because that's the thing. <laughs> it's how do, you, yes. how do you overcome those? issues and, and lies that we all kind of believe. All right, so right. the first one is about disagreement. So disagreement um, is not bigotry. It's right. not hatred yes. or racist um, necessarily or harmful. So uh, I guess- This is to, a tough one. Yeah, tell, me, tell me what you mean by this. I have seen, especially in the last three years, where two people, even family members, disagreeing about an issue. For sure and it turning into more than just disagreement. It, it has turned into people claiming racism, claiming um, bigotry, hatred, right. when it's simply, I am starting from this moral value system and you're starting from this moral value system and we're not gonna agree, but it doesn't mean I hate you. Right. Now those things exist, right? the racism and the bigotry, but what you're saying is in a disagreement setting, like I, I go back to politics a lot, right? Right. So the last it's few easy. years, like this yeah. is the easy one, the, especially when you talk about family and things mm -hmm. um, or different, different social justice stances or things. Because you're not starting from the same point, it doesn't mean one person is hateful to the other side necessarily. You're saying Correct. you have to listen and learn and figure out intelligently you say intelligently think through your position and considering the opposing view I think that considering the opposing view is like a key piece it is a key piece because when you disagree I think it's really important to give the gift of listening um, and yes you know we politics religion there are things that people are not they're not gonna have like an open attitude about it it's gonna be very closed yeah very limited but even if you have sort of a closed view and you're not open-minded to change I can still treat you with respect and love right and I think that's man that's largely huge. been abandoned yeah um, oh but yeah even that's where it feels like family. we went wrong lately yes a, I won't listen to your standpoint right. there's no way you could possibly have any valued opinion in this standpoint like those yeah. things are what really it's harmful and hurt unloving us. Yeah. yeah unloving 
Yeah. <clears throat> okay, number nine. Life should be fair. <laughs> this is this is simple, but yet yes, I say this a lot to my children when yes. they say things aren't fair. I'm like, who told you that that's supposed to be a fair thing? I I think it's part of our human nature to to say that. Yeah. Well, that's not fair, right? Um, it, and the reality is correct. It's not it's not fair. And you're this is I, okay. I would very intentionally do something nice for one kid and not the other just so they would understand this principle yeah. and wouldn't be thrown off when something's not fair. If I did something really mm -hmm. nice for my daughter but not my son mm -hmm. or then at a different time of the year it's the other way around yeah. because I did. I didn't want them to <clears throat> get into this d debate and this uh, issue of Everything has to be fair because exactly. it's just not. Right. It's not. It's not. And you could work really, really hard for something and not ever achieve it. Well, that's not fair. Well, right. It, it's not. It's not. Right. There is no guarantee when you start in this world that you have a fair playing field with anyone else. The sooner you accept that truth, the better off it will be. And you won't get thrown off. When something isn't so, fair. then how do we how do we you know changing the perspective? So um, how do we kind of reset our minds for that one? Life isn't fair. Poor me. That whole thing. What <sighs> what are we supposed to think about? What's controllable in our life? What we can do? And is that effort? You know, I think effort is a part of that, but I also think there has to be mm, a humbling recognition that people are gifted differently. And not everybody has been given the same gifts, so therefore they're not always going to achieve the same thing. Yeah. And and that's just the reality of life. Whatever you're doing, whether you're you're the plumber, the counselor, uh, the heart surgeon, the brain surgeon, like you want competent people in each one of those roles. Doing their best work. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be fair. Right. Yeah, I feel like the word jealousy can creep in a lot there too when you think everything's supposed to be fair and you see someone else succeeding and it's like that's their path that's their thing it's not necessarily yours what you can control is the best effort you give in your path okay <laughs> this this number eight is one that uh one of the ones that stuck out to me that i said oh i, I need to i need to talk about this one more i just want to be happy mm. Mm -mm -mm. So my notes on this that you wrote is that happiness is fleeting and it cannot be sustained 24-7. No. And that's okay and that's normal. Like we yes. can't, if we all expect to feel, to be happy all the time, no matter what, like we are, we are lying to ourselves and we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. I would say this, I hear this not just from my client, but I hear this a lot when I ask a parent. You know, what is it that you, you know, what's your goal for your kid? And I am dumbfounded that this is what a parent said. Well, I just want them to be happy. It's a common thing we say I, because we do. Is. We want people we love to be happy. But then <laughs> when you break that down and think, okay, what is a measurable goal? Like, what does that mean to you? Because like well, you said, if, if, they, you, if it, they call you crying from college and or they didn't make this or this goal, that doesn't mean they're necessarily an unhappy person that just in that moment, the happiness isn't... <laughs> Isn't well, it's it normal for emotions to go up and down. Yeah. Um, it's 
you know, it's, it's normal to be anxious, nervous, doubt. It's normal to be joyful, happy, content. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be happy, if you think, just apply immediate logic to that goal. It's not achievable, reasonable, possible to be happy 100% right. of the time. Right. I thought you're setting yourself up for some failure and disappointment. Correct. You noted that fame, yeah. money, mm. uh, being attractive, being super talented does not immediately, that is not equal happiness. People that have all those things right. can still be very unhappy. Feel all the other things that we, yeah. that we all feel that doesn't Im- immediately equal those things. When I work with more of the elite level professional athletes, they, they do struggle with when, they struggle with the same thing everybody else does. Yep. And then they feel that added pressure that, you know, like the public or their fans or, you know, the criticism sometimes that they tend to focus on if they're struggling and and they get the, well, what are you struggling about? You've right. got all this you money and yeah. you have, have achieved this and that. But, you know, that's, it's so true. It doesn't matter how much money or achievement or whatever we all experience those waves of up and down and it's almost like because they have the status we as a society expect them to always be at the happiness level and the and the higher level and not feel any of the lows and so when they say i need a break from this like simone biles or something or something's right. wrong or whatever or i i can't be this perfect person right now like society's like shocked by that which is sad right that that we don't let those people feel but the see, lows. See how powerful that lie is? Right. It's yeah. so powerful that we as a culture think that those people shouldn't have that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. moving on to number seven. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most common lie that I hear. And probably if we're honest, every single one of us has thought this. Yeah, Because we can't be good at everything. Right. Right, and not all the time. Right, yeah. and not all the time. Um, so there are, a, you know, what I would say in terms of what I do uh, in brain coding athletes or take them, taking them through a mental assessment process, there are definitely the handful of the perfectionists mm-hmm. that fall into this more easy yeah. than, than other ones that can, if they make a mistake, they can kind of let it go pretty easy and just go again. Uh, but perfectionists have this erroneous view that they can never make a mistake yeah. or that they're less than when that does happen. When actually pursuing failure, making mistakes, falling down, looking like an idiot, all that stuff is, is how you get it's good. Fine, yeah. But embracing that um, is difficult for a lot of people because mm-hmm. they don't want to have that perception of being a failure, which failure isn't a person. It's just... It's part of the process of learning your sport, your craft, your music, your art, your job, your yeah. your whatever. Yeah. Okay, let's go on with number six on our list. And it is, I'm going to fail like I always do. <laughs> so I guess talk to me more about this. My comment here is that this is a fixed mindset. Right. Uh, a, a very close cousin to the I'm not good enough. Um, and it, right. a lot of times it presents itself when an athlete says, I just lack confidence. I don't believe in myself. And so, yeah, they may see their talent, um, their personality, their intelligence as being fixed. Like they hit a ceiling and it's not ever going to get better. 
Um, and obviously that can be very harmful. Yeah. I, I would say I usually see two kinds of people that that end up in a fixed mindset. One is this, where I'm not good enough, so why should I even bother right. trying? But the other one is the, is, is the athlete that has an incredible amount of physical talent and they rest on that. Mm-hmm. And they can give, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80% and get away with it. And they think that's all they have to give, yeah. Well, then oh, that's all they want to give. Well, then they get the college scholarship and they show up at college and they're like, they don't know how to cope because they've never given 100% and now everybody's good. Right. And they really struggle through that freshman year. I, I see so much of this that freshman year in college um, where suddenly they're not the best anymore. Yeah. And that's got to be hard. So yeah. they got to go read uh, Carol Dweck's right. Growth Mindset, Mindset, which I love. Yes. When I first was it's introduced to that book. years ago, like it, right. it is a life changer. It, it really is a, a life changer on how you see things and how, in this instance, um, it makes you it, growth mindset. I mean, it really does push you to grow and not just stay in your little box, your bubble. Right, and so it's seeing effort as important. It's it, And it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, okay, I have to look like an idiot here mm-hmm. until I figure it out, yep. until I get it. I gotta make mistakes. I gotta seek out making a mistake or pushing myself until that mistake happens. Right. I have to ask for criticism. Yeah. Watch me, right? Tell me what yes. I tell me what I did wrong. Right. And so I'm gonna seek that out. And that can be rather hard. than avoid it. Yeah. Which um, is which can be hard for people. I mean you have to, to know you're putting yourself a little you have there's some vulnerability there. Big time. Yeah. To have to get better. But that's that's a, nec- a very necessary part. Okay, yeah. I put a star by number five because uh, okay. <laughs> I know I, this is one that this is the one that when I saw on your Instagram, I was like, okay, let's go on a podcast talk about oh, this because I want to talk to you more about yes. this. So number five is I'm not motivated. Yeah, you note that motivation is not a feeling. Right, it's a life skill. Yep. Um, and then we talk about how purpose and goals are so closely aligned, and so I, I like this just speaks to me though because. Some days I think I'm not motivated to do my workout today. It's this uh, and that. It's like, well, that happens to me a lot. <laughs> but right, it's like, well, nobody like. It's but you have to shift that and think. Okay, this is actually a lifestyle, a life skill. Exactly. My motivation is that I have this goal and this purpose to be a healthy mom and this, and so to right. get to that purposeful thing that's really important to me. Right. That's why I'm going to do the workout today. Yeah. It's not because my mind nothing check to do box with I'm motivated. Your feeling, right? Because if you if you abided by your feeling, you wouldn't do it, right? That's the easy way out. You, you said something just like, that's eh. super important. It's lifestyle. So it's like you don't even think about it. You don't even consider your feeling. You just go and do. That's the skill. Yeah. Now, yeah, right. It helps if it's tied to something. You know, purpose something that drives you because you have to override the feeling all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number four is that hurt my feelings. Uh, so t- <laughs> uh, I noted from your notes, if you experience this on a regular basis, you are focused on self yeah. and blaming others for your emotional well-being. It's like here, 
Here, here's my emotional well-being. Take yeah. it. Like, yeah. take it. Yeah. You, you take I'm care. I'm in charge of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Is that ever dangerous? Oh, that's, yeah. It's very dangerous. And we have to recognize that we choose our feelings. So if I'm offended or hurt by something, I'm choosing that. Um, now, I'm not, please don't send the emails, whatever, that, like, <laughs> Yes, of course, people say things and there's that intentional, I wanna hurt you and people influence your emotional well-being. But guess what? You get to decide whether you're gonna right. be ruled by that or right. not. Yep. You get to decide whether you're gonna be crushed by that or not. How long it bothers you and how much, and yes. then you can. And whether it's accurate or not. Mm -hmm. If you're really getting offended, then something that person said is actually probably true about you. And you need to consider that yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. All right, number three, I can't. Very simple. Two words. They're very, very yeah. powerful. Very powerful, very simple. And yes. like, oh, when I hear this from young people especially, it like kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, yeah, if you say that, you're right. So. You've defeated yourself before you've even attempted or yeah. tried. You say that it takes yourself out of the opportunity to improve. Right. Yeah, that's huge. But that is a huge, when you talk about lies, that we like believe, like we say that all the time, oh, I can't, or maybe someone's told you you can't or whatever, but it is, it's a, such a powerful lie. Well, it's a powerful lie and it's, t so the most common feeling, right, is anxiety or a fear. So figuring out what what is it that, what is the pain that you're actually afraid of, of why you say I can't? Is it that you're afraid of a loss of some kind, mm -hmm. right? Loss in rank, mm -hmm. a lo loss of the game, loss of your reputation. Right. What What is the loss that's tied to that? Or is it that you look at what's required of you, the process, right. and, and that looks too painful yeah. and you're like, no, I'm out. Right. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't. And then there's a, a third really strong fear that's tied to a pain that people believe that life's gonna get easy at some point. Mm. So when they say I can't, sometimes it can be tied to the to the belief like, well, you know, at some point life just it's gonna get easier if I had that or achieved that or was like her or him, then I wouldn't have to worry about this. And that's just BS. You know, you have to realize that the problems and the challenges are they're gonna keep coming. You just get stronger because you're saying I can yeah versus I can I can't. get through it I can yeah. I can figure out a path right through yeah. whether it's tiny steps through that daunting process yeah or <laughs> right. a different path altogether like how am I going to like instead yeah. of I can't like I can figure this out somehow yeah. or I can ask for help to get figure you know figure out well, again it goes to being willing to fail to mess up mm -hmm. to look foolish right yep and keep going yep number 2 is I don't know how, and everyone is looking at me. Oh, this affects so many young people. Yeah, you note that this is a destructive path of anxiety and doubt. Yeah, uh, and I think it goes back to also the belief, like so many people believe that other people are thinking about them when they're yeah. just not. I know. Right, they're not. We really aren't, I know. I think about that myself all the time when I think, you know, is anybody going to notice this? Nobody, nobody's paying as much attention to yourself as you Nobody think they are. Nobody cares. Yeah. But I love the truth that you add to the end of this. Um, 
on how to kind of circumvent this. The lie is I don't know how and everyone is looking at me, but you say add a but to the end right. and then something accurate. That is such a powerful three-letter word. Yeah. Uh, you, every single day I use this. Tell me your but statement to that. That was a lie right there. Okay. What's the but? And, and stop saying positive. Parents say that all the time. Well, just think positive, honey. Well, most people don't know how to do that. Okay. So this is one how to do that. But I want you to say something to yourself and you want to say something to your athlete that's accurate. accurate. So when you have somebody and you say, that was a lie, give me a but statement, what are you looking for? Like, what are the things they say back to you that's, that you want them to Well, for instance, I just, I, you know, right before we started chatting, I was having a session with one of my collegiate golfers. <clears throat> and, you know, some of these lies are, have been, you know, a part of her process. And she's really been working hard with that. And so one but statement um, that she said is just one word, but trust. It can be one word, mm -hmm. right? Or it can be uh, like a performance statement. So it can be, but swing smooth, club head forward. Okay. So you're, I'm telling, my brain's telling my body what I want my body to do. Okay. Right? That's accurate. Yeah. Gotcha. Takes you back to something, kind of levels you. Those things sound like things that level you back to like a focused, Right. Thing that and if I screwed up, it's like, okay, I, let me, okay, that that shot sucked. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let, let me just acknowledge that versus pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. But I'll learn from it. But I'll get the next one. But keep going. You know, you, right. So it, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't need to be this long drawn out thing. Yeah. It just needs to be these quick, accurate statements to yourself. Okay. And we're down to number one. <laughs> So the number one is I have blank. And so this is like fill in the blank with things like anxiety or depression or yeah. ADD. There's probably other things. So I know you probably have a disclaimer when we talk about this and that this is this doesn't mean no one in the world has these things. Right. Right. There are percent there are people that are truly like there, suffering from these things. Uh, I I will say this and this is a generality, yes. Um, with each mental illness, there's about 10% mm -hmm. of the population that truly has a neurological or physiological reason for the illness or the disorder. But I would say a large percentage of people claim they have it when they don't. Yeah. They're generating it by these lies. Yeah. Or they're generating it, a huge portion of people generate anxiety, lack of focus, ADD, ADHD, because their nutrition is terrible, their, their fitness is inconsistent, and that's more adults mm -hmm. versus athletes. Mm -hmm. um, they're not hydrated, uh, and our kids aren't sleeping. You know, they're too much into, right, the digital... <sighs> Thing and they're not sleeping. They're not shutting down their brain, and the brain needs at least seven hours okay. to do its like dishwashing cycle overnight, yeah. so that it can operate appropriately. So, do you think that we're in a point where many people say they have this, and then they they get medicated for it? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, and that's exactly what big pharma that's, wants them to do. But that's what that's kind of the lie that in a lot of people's minds. That's what you go to. 
is there is not a pill I have I'm nervous for this so I need a pill to balance you but know. there isn't a pill that's going to change the way you think it the pill isn't going to change these lies we just went through mm -hmm. pill can't do that right but you can change the amount of water you drink every day you can change the way you sleep you right. can make sure your nutrition is dense mm -hmm. and not full of crap I mean, we know one research study showed that if your diet is consistent, I'm talking three times a week on fast food, you're 51% more likely to develop depression. It all feeds into this um, thought or lie that, you know, I have depression because of this and this, you know, all these other things that they felt and they haven't dealt with properly. And right. then they feel like that's kind of their answer is just label myself this so that I can get out of that yeah right whatever that is <laughs> right yeah oh that's a big one that's it a is. whole that's a whole it is a, it, yeah. that is that in and of itself I think is a huge problem that we have to address from multiple places because I definitely have coaches now in the last decade that are scared to challenge their athletes because the parent's going to be in the office. Yeah. Oh, you caused anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Exactly. I, that's my job. Yeah. It's to challenge them so they overcome, so they learn, so they're capable. They can get So past they go it. to that next level yeah. and they can handle it. Yeah. Okay, so I love this list. There's so much in here. Um, and we just barely touched on each one. But, um, you know, I think my, my big ones, uh, like I said, that I, I marked because I really wanted to talk to you were... I'm not motivated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a, big a feeling. One for me. Yeah. Which, same thing too. Confidence isn't a feeling either. Right. Confidence is you, the belief in your ability to figure out. It is a mindset. Motivation, think of it as a skill, right? Yep. It's my habit, it's my lifestyle. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. It's things we can work on. That's the biggest takeaway yeah. for me. These are things we can Changeable. adjust in, our, in mm -hmm. our mind, the way we think be intentional about fixing some of these things yeah. to better our our life. Yeah, so yeah. thank you. Thanks, well, thanks for talking for us me. through it. Um, I'll put it on the screen, but tell people how they can find you the easiest. Well, the easiest way, um, certainly social media is at KIPFIT, K-I-P-F-I-T, um, and then braincodecorp.com is my website. Okay. Um, you can sign up for a newsletter where I give out tips like this. Cool, yeah, and you're here and, in Frisco. So. And there's definitely the information on the assessment too. Cool, awesome. I will put that on the screen so you guys can all check it out. So thank you for watching and or listening to this episode of Hustle and & Pro. And be sure to find us on Instagram, Hustle and & Pro, and also on YouTube so you can get notified of our next episode. Thanks for watching, we'll see you next time.